All of the doors were boarded up, except for one with no knob and no hinges. It looked as if it was painted into the wall. Taro rapped on it. Two short knocks and a thump. The edges connecting the door to the wall disappeared, and it creaked open. Passing the post was like stepping into another world. The floors were polished mahogany, clear as glass, and a blue-tasseled rug stretched from the door and up a grand staircase that branched off into the wings of the mansion. A man came from the adjacent room as Taro and Nima were scraping the mud off their boots. "'Your business?' the man croaked. "'My name's Taro.' "'You have it, then?' the man held out his hand. Taro squeezed the package. "'Not till I see him.' The man raised one of his bushy eyebrows and grumbled. "'Then you will leave at once.' "'Now, Mort, that's no way to treat our guests,' an older man called from the top of the stairs. He was plump, with balding gray hair and a cigar in his mouth that looked like a permanent feature of his face. He checked his pocket watch and tucked it into his vest. "'Bring some tea, please. Double sweet, splash of whiskey. Do you two want anything?' Taro and Nima shook their heads. "'Good. That's the right answer.' Three things you've got to learn in this business. Number one, don't drink anything anyone gives you. But you seem to be struggling with number two. Never be late. What kept you? The warders asked us some questions, Taro said. They're all over the shop. You were careful. We left it clean. Taro handed the package to Mathan, who cut the twine with a letter opener. Mort drudged in a few moments later, carrying a tray of tea and Salosan whiskey. Mathan sipped one of the cups without taking the cigar out of his mouth. Excellent work! I knew you wouldn't let me down. This is one of the finest examples of early magisterium. Insk, if it's all the same to you, sir, we'd like to be paid and be on our way. The less we know, the better, Taro said. Mathan grabbed a satchel from his belt and picked through the coins inside. I see you already know the third rule by heart. Very well. How much did we agree on? Ten crowns, Nima blurted out. Did we agree on ten? Seems a bit steep. Taro shoved Nima. No, sir, we didn't agree on a price. But, honestly, our family does need the money. Mathan fished through the bag. Honesty won't get you very far in this business, lad. Fortunately for you, it still holds some sway with me. Here are twenty crowns. Twenty, Nima said. Each, Mathan added. What's the catch? Taro said, as Mathan dropped the bag in his hand. The weight felt like it would take his arm off. No catch, Mathan said. Just another job. You both look like fine upstart children. Those hellion slum kids attract too much attention. But you're clean. You're well-spoken. Proper endrins. Another job? Nima said excitedly. A bit more long-term than the last, but I'll be sure to compensate you for the extra hassle. Taro bit his lip. I don't know. 
this was just supposed to be a one-time thing. Ah, Mason stirred some more of the strong-smelling whiskey into his tea. I understand, of course, but how fares your father, your mother? Forty crowns is a good start, no doubt, but bills do rack up. I'm sure you've learned. I appreciate it, sir, but it's just not for us. We needed a little help, and we've got it. Nima shook the bag of coins. Are you crazy? Mathan clapped his hands, and Mort appeared once again, this time holding a ratty bit of folded parchment. He handed it to Taro. In case you change your mind. Paper? Taro said. One of my latest acquisitions. Two-way parchment. Its twin is downstairs in my study.